0: This is Stephanie Ortega, and you're listening to the Remix Movement Podcast. Hi, listeners. This is Stephanie. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Remix Movement Podcast. Um, I came to you guys today in a video. Just wanted to see, you know, let you guys see me. I'm here and uh this is episode number 40 and we're in june so a lot of new things are going on and a lot of stuff is happening um but our last episode was actually one of my favorites um sorry that was my computer oops Um, So it was one of my favorites. Um, It's called Trust Issues, and it was episode 39. If you did not get a chance to listen to it, I really hope that you get to listen in on the conversation that Lewis and I had together um, so that you can be able to kind of like hear um, everything that we talked about with regards to trusting God when we're angry, Um, trusting God, you know, when we're feeling like, things are taking too long to happen when we're waiting for a miracle we have to continue to trust God in those things and we talked a little bit about how um, Moses struck the rock in Numbers chapter 20 and it was a really good topic so please please if you have not heard it before it's going to be the episode before this one and that was episode 39 so Today, uh, in our last, I'm sorry, in our last episodes challenge, um, it was basically in order to build a trust with God, you have to get to know him more. So all you needed to do is just stretch out your time with him and stretch out your time in the prayers that you do, stretch out your time in the worship that you do with him, stretch out your time in reading the word of God and stretch out your time in Like I said, praying, stretch the time that you have with God and build that trust with him. Build the trust so that your relationship with him can continue to grow. All right. Now, many of you may have saw that yesterday on Tuesday, June 2nd, 2020, uh, Lewis and I both put a black square as a post on our social media platforms. And we did the same thing with the remix movement. And um, it was known as Blackout Tuesday, okay? Now, many of you saw um, a lot of other people doing it. A lot of other people were putting the black square on there, um, using the hashtag Blackout Tuesday. Some of them used the hashtag BLM, which means Black Lives Matter. And um, we just wanted to share with you, like, the reason why we did it, Okay. We chose to do that. The remix, me and my husband Lewis, chose to do that in protest. That was our way of um protesting to fight against racism. Let me bring the microphone this way. <laughs> um, so yes, to protest against racism. And basically, um, it was also to protest against injustice. Okay. I'm trying to fix this camera. I don't know why sorry guys (laughs) okay there we go all right hopefully that's better but yes it was uh, our way of protesting um, racism and injustice in today's world in today's society in today's communities okay Um, this was also our way of saying that black lives matter it was our way of standing up with those who have lost their lives because of racial injustice. It was our way of saying to our brothers and sisters that are black that we hear you, that we see you, that you guys matter. And that was our stance, our way of taking a stance on this topic. And even though um, sharing and posting a black square as you know, our post yesterday. Uh, didn't really change the law, didn't really change racism. Again, it was our way of sharing with everybody and not having any shame to say that black lives do matter, okay? So... We are going to continue in that stance. That is what the remix believes. We believe that all lives matter, but especially black lives matter. Everyone should be given respect. Everyone should be treated equally. Nobody should be living out in fear. And nobody should be treated differently because of the color of their skin. Okay? Now, Lewis and I are not black, but we do have friends and family that are. And we hear them and we learn from what's going on. And we are there with them. We are trying to fight this racism that is a sin and that comes from pride. And it's a situation and it's a way of feeling that people have because they were brought up in it or people have because... They just don't have Jesus Christ in their hearts because they don't know who Jesus Christ is because they don't know that everyone was created equally and that everybody deserves to be loved. They choose to act the way that they act with racism, okay? Now, this was also our way of saying that we were not gonna post anything else on social media so that people can really understand that Black Lives Matter We just posted one time that black square, and that was it. Nothing else was posted after that, okay? It was also our way of saying that, you know what, this is an issue, this is a topic, this is a subject that matters. And we're going to silence out anything else that has to do with us, anything else that we would post, anything else that does not have to do with this issue. It was about shutting down all of the distractions and keeping the focus on this particular topic of racism, okay? Now, yesterday after work, I spent a lot of time um, listening to the Sunday sermons from this past weekend and from a lot of pastors of all over the world who have bold, boldly stood up and talked about such an uncomfortable subject like this, Um, As racism, okay? Um, My church, which I'm very proud to be a part of, me and Lewis's church in Oakland Park, Florida, stood up and decided to talk about how Black Lives Matter. And I love that they are not staying silent because I feel like in this time that we're living in, when you choose to stay silent, it's almost like you're in agreement. And we talked a little bit about this in our last episode when we talked about Aaron and Moses. God gave Moses and Aaron the same instructions on how they should speak to the rock and water would come out. And Aaron did not do anything. Aaron did not react to moses when he acted out of anger he did not say anything he did not stop anything and when you are silent about something as important as racism that's going on in our country it's almost like you're in agreement okay So I am super proud of our pastors, Pastor Matt and Alyssa Shaw, who were able to talk about this topic. I know that it was not easy. This is not an easy topic to talk about. This is not a topic that people who are not black can talk about and actually relate to what's going on. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Okay, racism does exist now. Going back to this, um, my church went ahead and they talked about it. And other people and other pastors all around the world talked about it. A few of them that I do want to mention, just in case if you want to go on their YouTube channel or you want to go to their websites, um, is John Gray of Relentless Church in Greenville, South Carolina. Stephen Furtick of Elevation Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. Mike Todd, Of Transformation Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Bishop T.D. Jakes of the Potter's House in Dallas, Texas. Reginald Sharp Jr. of Fellowship chicago and many more okay these are just some of the pastors that have felt moved in their heart and have taken a stand to preach of what the word of god says on this topic of racism to express themselves on how they feel of what's going on okay and in my opinion it is a beautiful thing to see because the people of god the pastors the church is unified as one in taking a stand against racism in today's world, all right? They are talking about it from the pulpits, and they are posting about it on their social media. And for me, as a believer, and as somebody who works for the kingdom of God, I could not be more proud of what these pastors, what my pastor are doing This okay, and we do want to say again to all of our listeners that are part of that black community that we are praying for you, that we do love you, and that black lives do matter. We appreciate you listening to us, supporting us, hearing from Lewis and I on a you know on a weekly basis. And we do want to let you know that you know you are important to us, we are connected, and, and we are all made equal and you matter and we continue to fight against racism so that one day we may be able to live all in peace all together as one all right now because of the moment in time that we are in right now because of the current events of which many have seen through social media i thought that it is important and it is a good time to talk about how we are connected and made equally okay what we talk about today will mostly be bible based what that means is everything that i talk about in this episode is going to come out of the word of god so if you have a bible with you or you have a bible app i encourage you as we're talking about This subject, and as we're talking about, you know, racism and in this world that we're living in and how we are connected and made equally, that you go ahead and follow with us in your Bible, okay? Now, I can tell you that I believe without a shadow of a doubt that we are all connected and made equally by the blood of Jesus Christ. Price, okay? It doesn't matter if you're black, if you're white, if you're Hispanic, if you're Asian, if you're Irish, if you're poor, if you're rich. If you, you know, if you are well educated, if you don't have a higher education, it does not matter. We are all connected and equal by the blood of Jesus. Now, the Bible says in Genesis 127, let us make man in our image. And he says man as in everybody. When he created you, he created you with purpose. When he created you, he created you with love. When he created you, he created you so that you can look just like him. It was not about putting a race on there, but it was about making you equal, okay? Now, racism is real, okay? This is something that we have seen, and it should not be ignored at all. We see it happening in today's society. We've seen it happen for the past 400 years, okay? And just because you or I may not be black does not mean that it does not exist. It exists, okay? Now, racism, like I mentioned, is a sin and a sin that comes from the heart. And only God can change a person's heart, okay? Only the Holy Spirit can transform somebody's life. But I pray that you will be able to recognize the voice of God and you'll be able to choose Jesus Christ over racism and that you choose to follow Jesus Christ's example, okay? Um, What we're dealing with in our current time is not about color, but about a systematic oppression. And what that means is that there was no reason as to why a black man like George Floyd was to be murdered by a white cop. And even if it was the other way around and it was a white man that was being murdered by a black cop, that is systematic oppression. It should not exist. There should not be, oh, well, I'm going to treat this person different because of the color of their skin. I'm going to treat this person different because they don't look like me. All right. God made his kingdom beautiful and his kingdom is made up of every single person of every single race and ethnicity and gender. And, and God created us so that we can be able to lift up the name of God, so that we can live in unity, so that we can respect one another. All right. So this is something that should have not happened. And yet we see it happen. And we're already dealing with. This pandemic of the coronavirus, we're already dealing with the stress and frustration of the economic fallout that has conducted to all these businesses, to how we're dealing with life, with certain things being closed, like the schools and certain people losing their jobs. All of this, the coronavirus is already killing so many people. And now we're dealing with another virus known as racism. And and racism and injustice is also killing a lot of people. It is killing a lot of black people, okay? And it's very difficult in these times to be dealing with two things like that. But I believe that God is in control and I believe that God is gonna make a way. And no matter what other people say and no matter what, what other people may try to do to make it seem like if racism does not, it does not exist, it does exist. God is in control, and he believes that we are all connected and we are all made equal, all right? I do also want to shed some light on social media. Social media has magnified racism. Social media has magnified an issue and we have seen this time and time again today how people are dying and they're not afraid to put that on camera. They're not afraid to put that on video. And, and then they create a narrative to make it seem like if something's different than what we see with our own eyes. And, and I tell you guys, social media can be a tool that is useful, but social media can also be a tool that, that shows ignorance and, and that shows pain and hurts. And if you feel overwhelmed by the things that are being shown, if you feel like you can't take it anymore and every time you wake up, you see the news or you see videos on social media and you just can't seem to go through your day because you're, you're frustrated with how this magnification is making you feel, you can shut it down. You can choose to say no and, and put it to the side and take that time undistracted to get closer to God. Take that time away from the news. Take that time away from the social media and take that time to really give your life to Christ and pray about how you're feeling and pray about this nation and pray about how our black community is feeling and pray about how our latin american family is feeling and pray about how our white people are feeling presents everything to god in prayer and it's okay to do that that does not mean that you're ignoring the issue that does not mean that you don't think it exists you need to take care of yourself before you can be able to be a bridge for someone else and if you need to go ahead and and get off of that platform or, or that media for a certain amount of time, you are not at fault. Nobody is going or should, nobody should judge you, all right? You need... To be able to get your mind right, to spend that time with Christ and worship your way through the pain and read the Bible and allow God and the Holy Spirit to just manifest in your life so that when you are ready to see that social media again and see the news again, that instead of bitterness and anger, that you're able to go ahead and, and just say, God, you're in control. God, I, I see my my friends and family that are frustrated. I see the pain, God, and, and I did what I needed to do, and I'm going to continue to see this until God's name is lifted up and people s- turn to Christ and see that racism is not in Jesus Christ's vocabulary. It's not in his morals and his beliefs. Until the world sees who Christ is, until the world's heart is changed by the blood of Jesus, then will they be able to accept who he is and live in unity. All right. I want to read, like I said, um, a few verses in the Bible that talk about How we are connected and how we are made equal. So the first one is going to be in Galatians chapter 3, verse 26 to 29, and it says. For you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. There is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham and you are his heirs and God promised to Abraham belongs to you what do we get from this verse we are one we are not a race we are not an age group we are not male and female we are one you can't say that you don't see color because you do but Jesus did that on purpose The Bible also says in certain, I think it's in Corinthians, first Corinthians, he says, we are all part of one body. You're going to need your hand. You're going to need your foot. You're going to need your ankle. You're going to need your head. You're going to need every single bone to work with each other so that your body can do what it needs to do. And we are one in Jesus Christ. And we need to lift up our brothers and sisters. We need to lift up our family. We need to lift up the kingdom. And we need to work together because we are heirs of Jesus Christ. We are working together in one faith, one mind, one body, one soul. All right. The next one is James chapter 2, verse 1 to 4. And it says, My brothers and sisters, believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ, must not show favoritism. Suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes, and a poor man in filthy old clothes also comes in. If you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes and say, Here's a good seat for you, but say to the poor man, You stand here or you sit on the floor by my feet, have you not discriminated? amongst yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts see discrimination happened in the past too in biblical times the jews and the gentiles the samaritans and, and the the priests for some reason or another there was discrimination between them there was discrimination because of what roles they played what they did in their lives if they were part of the temple or they were not part of the temple temple but jesus christ shows us there should be no discrimination there should be no favoritism there should be no superiority between a person between a person's color between a person's race between a a person's uh the way they talk there should be no favoritism in the kingdom of god god has no favorites he treats us all equally and he makes sure that we all know that we are loved John 17, verse 20 to 23. I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. I pray that they will be one, just as you and I are one. As you are in me, Father, I am in you. And may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. I have given them the glory you gave me so they may be one as we are one I am in them and you are in me may they experience such may they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me God loved his son Jesus Christ it was his only son he allowed his son to leave his his heavenly place, his divinity, his atmosphere, his home, to come down to earth so that he can show with the world that the same way God loves his only son, he also loves us. He loves each and every one of us. He loves the sinner, but not the sin. He loves you whether you made a mistake. He loves you whether you thought before, differently. He loves you and he took the time to let you know that he loves you just as he loves his son. And we later see, we all know, John 3:16 that for God so loved the world, you and me, your black friend, your white friend, your Hispanic friend, your Asian friend. He loved them and he loved you so much that he let his one and only son die on the cross for us to save us from sin so that when we die, we may be able to go to heaven and experience eternal life. We are one. We are connected, and we are equal. Here's a funny one. Psalms 137. And I say a funny one because I'm going to read the verses. There's only about nine verses. But I'm going to ask you guys a question after, okay? alongside babylon's rivers we sat on the banks and we cried and cried remembering the good old days in zion alongside the quaking aspens we stacked our unplayed harps that's where our captors demanded songs sarcastic and mocking sing us a happy zion song oh how could we ever sing god's song in the wasteland If I ever forget you, Jerusalem, let my fingers wither and fall off like leaves. Let my tongue swell and turn black if I fail to remember you. If I fail, O dear Jerusalem, to honor you as my greatest, God, remember these Adamites and remember the ruin of Jerusalem. That day they yelled out, wreck it, smash it to bits, and you Babylonians, ravagers, a, re, a reward whatsoever gets back to you for all you've done to us. Yes, a reward to the one who grabs your babies and smashes their heads on the rocks. Wow. Now we know Psalms was written by David. And, and David expresses here a sense of anger, a sense of human reaction. David shows here a sense of a little bit of hopelessness because first he says how am i supposed to play a beautiful harmony a worship song for god if i'm in the midst of all this chaos so my question to you is how did this psalm get into the bible why would god allow such a psalm like this written by david to be in the bible I'll tell you this, God wanted people to know that it was okay to feel this reaction. God wanted people to know it was okay to feel this way. And I tell you this, it's okay to feel the way you feel if you are black and you've been oppressed. If you are black and somebody looked and treated at you differently. It's okay for you to feel this way. But remember Jesus Christ. Remember how he took you out in your past, how he brought you up from where you used to be. Remember how he saved you and allow that remembrance to not allow you to act in bitterness and act in anger and commit something crazy, but allow that. Remembrance to allow you to pray harder and pray longer and vote for certain people in the office and, and share with people how you feel and share your testimony with other people and give glory to God. Allow that to be able to lift up the name of Jesus and make change in this society, make change in this government, make change in the way you live, all right? All right, now the last verse I want to read, I did post about it. um, I believe it was two days ago. And basically it's Proverbs 31, 8. Proverbs chapter 31, verse 8. Okay? Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves and ensure justice for those being crushed. We need to be like Jesus. We need to obey God's word. And we need to be able to have compassion and empathy for our black brothers and sisters. We need to be able to listen and learn. And in the silence, be able to understand what they're going through. We need to be able to pray for them. And if we can, we can fight the injustice peacefully, And we can fight the injustice correctly, and we can make a move in this world. We can make a change in this world. I can tell you years ago, my dad, when he was a pastor, he would always tell me and always have a banner with him that said, Be the change that you want to be seen in this world, be the change that's going to change this world. He was basically saying, be the change that Jesus Christ is. See, when Jesus Christ came to this world, there was a change in the atmosphere. When he came in the form of a baby boy and was born, there was already a change in the law. They wanted to kill all the firstborns that were boys. There was a change in the spirit. There was a change in the hearts of the three wise men who came to go visit Jesus Christ and give him their their presence. There was a change in the way people treated each other because of the years of the three years of ministry that Jesus did. There was a change in the way people believed things were going to get handled because of Jesus's behavior. There was a change in the way that people spoke to each other because of the way Jesus walked and the way Jesus talked. There was a change in the atmosphere when Jesus died on the cross and had the nails in his feet, the nails in his hands, and the blood representing the sin, the shame, and the sickness of every single person. And when he rose up from the dead three days after, there was a change in the way that we live. That change is known as grace, okay? Be like Jesus Christ in these times. That's all that I want to emphasize. Be the change and be there for those friends and family members who are black. Be there emotionally. Be there physically. Be there faithfully in prayer. And and be like Jesus. So today's episode challenge is basically have the courage to listen to a family member or a friend who is black, allow them to talk about how they feel in today's society, how they feel with the recent events, like the death of George Floyd, how they feel with the riots and the protests and the different ways that social media is handling racism. Just listen to them. And, and learn and more than anything pray pray for this nation pray for this its leadership and pray for our black brothers and sisters I know it was a very different episode I hope that you can hear my heart as I talked about it I hope that It doesn't come across uh, wrong or rude. That's definitely not my heart. The Remix Movement is about teaching who Jesus Christ is to everybody, but it's also about talking about the issues or current events that we're going through. And, And this is just a topic that we just cannot be silenced about. So I hope you have a good rest of the week. And Lewis and I will be back with you again this weekend. God bless. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Remix Movement for more updates. Send us a DM with your feedback, questions, and any topics that you would like to hear in any of our future episodes. Thank you and God bless.